98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. The headlines. West Kowloon Court has resumed hearing submissions from 47 pro-democracy politicians and activists seeking bail after being charged with subversion. Hong Kong's IT chief says people trying to book beyond tech vaccinations tomorrow will have to be patient. And a top mainland epidemiologist says China plans to inoculate 40% of its population by June. West Kowloon Court has resumed hearing submissions from dozens of pro-democracy politicians and activists facing a national security charge. Prosecutors accused the 47 defendants of taking part in a LegCo primary vote with the aim of abusing their power as lawmakers and eventually forcing the chief executive to resign. Dozens of people queued for courtroom seats ahead of the hearing. Sweden's Deputy Consul General Joachim Laduborn managed to get a seat. He said he also waited yesterday with other European representatives, but only British consular staff were able to get in. He said he was surprised at yesterday's long queue. We are following these, these cases uh, closely. We're concerned about uh, the implementation of the national security law. So it's in line with that. I mean, I was surprised that there were so many people in line. It just shows the interest, I guess, and that people are concerned. Former legislator Emily Lau expressed her anger at last night's prolonged proceedings, which wrapped up at three o'clock this morning. The former head of the Democratic Party said it wasn't right to bring the defendants to court when the prosecution was ill-prepared. I think the prosecution even said, oh, we haven't finished. Uh, we just have allowed a few of you to speak. Uh, never mind, we'll lock you up. Uh, the rest come back in three months' time to finish, to continue. That's ridiculous. How can you do that? Uh, that's, uh, I mean, the whole world is watching. They can see how ridiculous this, the system has become. And people are very, very upset. Many people queuing outside said they were surprised about the prolonged legal proceedings overnight. Ms Chan works in the medical field and said she was surprised the proceedings went on until the early hours of the morning. I came yesterday. I stayed from 7am to around 3am this morning. And I came again now to support one of the defendants. I, I didn't expect it to last till 3am. I expected it to stop late light maybe, but... I didn't expect it to last till 3 a.m. until someone fell down. They have been detained for a while and they came to court suffering from such a prolonged prosecution and they probably won't have enough time to rest or don't have enough food to eat and they're just human. Elsewhere, the High Court has begun hearing an application by nine leading activists from the 2014 Occupy Central protests to appeal against their convictions for causing a public nuisance. Legal scholar Benny Tai, who's in custody pending a bail application over the LegCo primary election case, was brought to the High Court this morning. His lawyer asked the judges to consider that the Umbrella Movement protests were acts of civil disobedience in the most peaceful form, and what actually happened was very different from what Professor Tai and other advocates had planned. The hearing continues. A Hong Kong deputy to the National People's Congress says it's likely Beijing will prevent district councillors from the opposition camp from electing the chief executive by removing 117 seats from the election committee. The election committee, which is responsible for electing the CE, has 1,200 members from 38 subsectors. Speaking before flying to Beijing to attend the legislative body's annual plenary session, Ip Kwok Him said he agreed that people opposed to the central government should not become members of the election committee. He said he expected the matter would be added as an ad hoc item on the session's agenda. Political analyst Ma Ngot from the Chinese University called the proposal unreasonable, saying it amounts to doing away with critical elements of public participation in the selection process. 
Actually, if you look at the different uh, constituencies and different subsectors in the uh, election committee, actually all of them are not uh, organs of political power. So uh, it is supposed to be uh, the uh, representatives from different social and political sectors. In the past, I think the, the SL government, when they proposed different electoral reforms, they always claimed that the uh, district councillors are more representative of local public opinion. So this is, I would say, a kind of a reputation to power's government position. The government says it's increased the capacity of its vaccination booking website after some people waited for more than an hour to gain access yesterday. The IT secretary, Alfred Sitt, says more than 100,000 people logged on at the same time to book a Sinovac vaccine. He says he expects people will have to queue online for some time when appointments open for BioNTech jabs tomorrow. He appealed for patience, saying there's enough jabs for everyone in Hong Kong. We understand very well that the people would like to have the vaccination as soon as possible. But the problem here is that while the supply of the vaccination at the first beginning is still limited. So please be patient. So for tomorrow, we have already enhanced our system to increase the handling capacity. So, But I would expect there would still be some possibility there will be some waiting time. Mainland authorities say China is lagging in its coronavirus vaccination rollout because it has the disease largely under control, but still plans to inoculate 40% of its population by June. Caroline Wright reports. The target is the first China has offered publicly since it began its mass immunisation campaign in mid-December. Song Nanshan from the National Health Commission told an online forum of US and Chinese medical experts that China had been slow to vaccinate its people compared to other countries at just under 4% of its 1.4 billion people. Ranked first is Israel, which has vaccinated over 90% of its people. Mainland experts say China has enough vaccines, but as Mr Zong pointed out, inoculated even 10 million people a day would take around seven months to complete 70% of its population. Speaking at the forum, the head of China's Centre for Disease Control, Gao Fu, predicted that life could return to an approximate normal in summer next year. Data from England indicates that many, the lives of many elderly people have been saved by the British government's policy to delay giving second COVID vaccine shots. The decision was taken so that more older people could get immediate protection from the first jab. Figures show hospital admissions among those who had received just their first shot fell by 80%. England's Deputy Chief Medical Officer, Professor Jonathan Van Tam, said a second dose would still be necessary, but he described the latest findings as very encouraging. It shows us, gives us those first glimpses of how if we are patient and we give this vaccine programme time to have its full effect, it is going to hopefully take us into a very different world in the next few months. An opinion poll by a respected independent organisation in Russia suggests nearly two-thirds of Russians believe the current coronavirus was man-made as a biological weapon. Just under a quarter believed it emerged naturally, the prevailing consensus among most experts. The Biden administration has warned American companies they face having to do more to ensure they're not benefiting from forced labour in China. China denies such abuses occur. Here's the BBC's Jonathan Josephs. Last month, President Biden raised the issue of human rights abuses in Xinjiang during a phone call with President Xi. China denies there are any. Nonetheless, it's a question many big Western companies have had to grapple with. In a broader report on trade, the US suggested it would look to enhance corporate accountability when it comes to forced labor. It asserted that consumers don't want such goods on shop shelves.
Scientists in Argentina say the fossil of a titanosaur discovered in the south of the country in 2014 is 140 million years old, the oldest of its species ever unearthed. The dinosaur roamed what's now Patagonia at the start of the Cretaceous period. The titanosaurs were a diverse group of long-necked plant-eating dinosaurs. Research into the ear structure of the ancient Neanderthal people has revealed that our extinct human relatives may have had the capacity to speak and understand language, much as modern humans can. The BBC's Richard House has more details. The more we find out about the Neanderthal people who died out in Europe and Asia about 40,000 years ago, the more surprising they are. One question has puzzled anthropologists for many years. Could they talk? Now, researchers in Spain and the United States have created virtual 3D models of the ears of Neanderthals and compared them with modern humans. Using sophisticated software, they were able to estimate the hearing abilities of the Neanderthals. The findings showed that Neanderthal ears were tuned into the same frequencies of sound as modern human ears, suggesting they'd evolved a communication system that was probably sophisticated and complex. A painting by the British wartime leader Winston Churchill has sold at auction for 11.6 million US dollars, a record price for his work. Churchill painted Tower of the Kutubia Mosque in Morocco in 1943. The BBC's Vincent Dowd has the story. Tower of the Kutubia Mosque is thought to be the only painting Churchill completed during World War II. At the start of 1943, he and President Roosevelt were in Morocco for the Casablanca Conference. Churchill persuaded the American leader to make a brief side trip to Marrakesh. There, Winston Churchill painted a panorama dominated by the city mosque in the North African light he loved. He later gave Roosevelt the picture, although it's most recently belonged to the actress Angelina Jolie. It's not known who bought Tower of the Ketubia Mosque. Finance News Now, Financial Secretary Paul Chan says the government has asked the Hong Kong Stock Exchange and the Securities and Futures Commission to study allowing special purpose acquisition companies to list here. The companies, better known as SPACs, have no commercial operations and are formed to raise capital through initial public offerings for them to buy another firm. This came as New World Development's Rosewood Hotel Group is said to be planning to file for a SPAC listing in the US, which has been a hot trend on Wall Street recently. Speaking to Bloomberg, Mr Chan also dismissed concerns the government's recent announcement to raise its stamp duty on stock trading will hurt Hong Kong's competitiveness. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 29,225. That's 219 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $141 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 106.80 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 20 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 77 cents. Time for the sports news now. Here's Damon Pang. Thanks. We start with football. Defending Spanish champions Real Madrid missed a chance to go second in the La Liga, needing a late goal to secure a point against Real Sociedad. This comes ahead of the Madrid derby this Sunday when they play league leaders Atletico Madrid. The BBC's Tolson Tollett has more. The late equaliser for Real Madrid rescued a point against Real Sociedad. They went behind for a Christian Porto header. The champions struggled to get back into it, but eventually got level in the 89th minute through Brazil's Vinicius Jr. The one-all draw puts them third and level on points with Barcelona, but five behind leaders Atletico, who have a game in hand. In the only Premier League fixture, Everton beat struggling Southampton 1-0 thanks to an early goal from Richarlison. 
the win puts the Toffees into firm contention for a spot in the UEFA Champions League next season. Everton are now 7th in the league, 2 points from 4th place and with a game in hand on those around them, former Everton midfielder Leon Osman called the game for the BBC. Everton didn't do too much themselves but I was very assured they got themselves in front, then they know how to defend. Everton made sure that they shuffled, they kept it very difficult for Southampton. And if they continue to go 88 minutes of a game without troubling the opposition's goalkeeper, they're going to keep finding themselves in this situation. On to basketball, the New Orleans Pelicans fended off a valiant comeback effort from Utah to knock off the team with the best record in the NBA. First time All-Star Sion Williamson scored 15 of his 26 points in the third quarter as the Pelicans exploded for 40 points in the frame. But Utah cut a 17-point deficit with less than 10 minutes left to one in the final minute. Williamson then sank both of his free throws to help his team win 129 to 124. You know, I had a couple turnovers uh, in the fourth, and you know, that really bothered me because I hate letting my team down, so I don't really feel pressure like that. When I got the opportunity in the free throw line, I said I can't let them down, so I had to knock them down. A strong effort from Philly's bench propelled them to a 130-114 route of Indiana as the Sixers stay atop the East. They're only a half game ahead of Brooklyn, who beat San Antonio in overtime. Meanwhile, the Atlanta Hawks have fired coach Lloyd Pierce after a subpar start to their season. They are sitting at 11th in the East at 14-20, and 20, having lost 11 of their past 15 outings. American football free agent pass rusher J.J. Watt has agreed to a two-year contract with the Arizona Cardinals. The team didn't disclose the terms, but U.S. media reported that the deal is worth $31 million U.S. million. The three-time Defensive Player of the Year was released by the Houston Texans last month, ending his 10-year run with the club. Cricket, England's wicketkeeper batsman Ben Foulkes says he's looking forward to the fourth and final test against India on Thursday. The tourists are looking to level the series at 2-all after a heavy defeat last week that saw them drop the third test within three days. Foulkes says he simply wants to impress the selectors. I think it's one of those where I'm purely looking at how in the next game I can do well, um, rather than the bigger picture. Ben Fox there, and that's your spot. Thanks, Damon. To end the news, the top stories once again. West Kowloon Court has resumed hearing submissions from 47 pro-democracy politicians and activists seeking bail after being charged with subversion. Hong Kong's IT chief says people trying to book BioNTech vaccinations tomorrow will have to be patient. And a top mainland epidemiologist says China plans to inoculate 40% of its population by June. The news. From RTHK.
some good. Do yourself some good. Yeah, do yourself some good. government is providing free COVID-19 vaccination for all residents. Priority groups include those who are highly susceptible to infection or have increased risk. You can book online. Vaccination is being offered at community vaccination centers in 18 districts, hospitals, and designated clinics in phases. Outreach service at care homes is also provided. Protect yourself and others. Get vaccinated. Book at covidvaccine.gov.hk. 